Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode. I'm here with Natalie Daniel. Natalie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. It's always funny to, uh, to you know, record an introduction like this because <laughs> we've already been talking for a little while, but um, it's, uh, it's a beautiful sunny day uh, here in North Carolina. We are recording on March 8th, um, and uh, Natalie has, uh, has just finished the Massanutten um, Trail, and uh, I want Natalie to kind of tell you what she did and um, you know what was going on. But first, let's kind of hear about Natalie. If you don't know Natalie Daniel, she has some awesome accomplishments under her belt. Um, she's a, a great ultra runner, and uh, uh, you know has some really fun stories to share. So, uh, Natalie, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, well, so I. I guess, if, do I go all the way back to when I started running? <laughs> yeah, you can go all the way back if you like. I mean, tell me about, you know, go ahead. I started, yeah, I started running um, because I I wasn't outgoing enough for team sports. I tried out for all the team sports and um, track was kind of like the sport that anybody could join. Um and it just so happened that I was pretty good at it. Um, I could run the longer distances. And um, so that's what I did. I did like the 1800, the mile and all that. So I did track in junior high and high school. And um, where was that? Um, here in Gaston, when well, Gaston County, um, the, I went to North Gaston High School in Dallas. Um, I didn't run track in college. I just kept running for fun. And, um, like I didn't have any of the right shoes, the right clothes, any of that. I just would go out and run. Like when I was in college on my breaks, I would go and run around a local lake and, um, just kept running for fun. Um, never, uh, competed in anything until around 2012. Um, I ran my first 5k as an adult, like actual race. Um, and I kind of like the competition, you know, I did, I placed in my age group cause you know, road races, they have age group awards. <laughs> and, um, then it just kind of progressed from there. Um, I skipped the 10 K distance. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. I did my first half marathon in 2014 and I had been kind of building up my distance. Um, but I was supposed to run the Myrtle Beach Marathon with a friend, and she ended up not doing it. But I just went ahead and rode, drove down there um, and did the Myrtle Beach Marathon. Did, I mean, half marathon. Then my first full marathon was um, that fall, the Savannah full, the rock and roll. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, I just then I had a friend. He had done the Tunnel Hill 100. And I was like, man, I like I didn't even know that there was such a thing as hundred milers. And I was like, wow, I, that sounds interesting. But I know I knew I wasn't ready for that. I'm the, I'm very cautious as a person. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I better, I better get some other distances under my belt. So I did my first fifty k in twenty fifteen, um, the Nashville Ultra fifty k. And then the next year I went back out and did the 50 miler there in 2016. And then um, two weeks later I did my first 12 hour 
on trail just to see, oh, you know, maybe I can get 50 miles on trail too. Um, and was that an event, the 12 hour, or did you just do something on your own? Yeah, yeah, it was the Lake Hagler 12 hour okay. here right in uh, Mill, South Carolina. Okay. Um, and I mean, it like I just really, really enjoyed the trails. Um, I didn't actually run my first trail ever until 2014. Um, I did a nine mile race here at the Whitewater Center in Charlotte. And it was my first trail run ever or officially. And I literally, I was like, oh, I'm up to 10 miles on the road. I, this will be no problem. But I literally thought I was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think it took so long to uh, to get onto the trail? I just didn't even know there was such a thing as trail running. Like oh, I used to run in the okay. woods, but I didn't know there was such a thing as like trail running. Sure, if that makes sense. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, but once I started doing trails more and like I'm not really fast on the road, um, but I am competitive. So when I won that 12 hour um, trail race, I was like, man, this is that was it was just nice to be able to actually compete. But I wasn't like running super fast. Um, so after that, I pretty much just switched completely to trails. I think I did one more um, marathon because my friend talked me into doing the Nashville rock and roll marathon. Sure. Yeah. Um, and after that, I said, I'm not doing any more <laughs> rock and roll marathons. Those are just, it's just too peopley for me. Too peopley. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't like a lot of people. I mean, I like, yeah. um, I like people, but the, they're just so crowded. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the and so the twelve hour you said was two weeks after the the fifty mile that you did. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, how far did you get in the twelve hour? Um, just right at fifty miles. Yeah, fifty miles again. So almost back to back fifty milers, and and the legs were good. You're you're okay. I mean, it doesn't yeah. surprise me with you, but. <laughs> I don't know. I know when people ask me how I recover so fast, and I'm like, I don't know. I mean cheeseburger i go to dairy queen every week and get my double cheeseburger <laughs> with fries and a drink and a blizzard <laughs> oh yeah fueled by dq all right i, I hear a sponsor coming on <laughs> <laughs> i wish they would because i go there every week um, <laughs> but no i mean i i felt really good i usually i do race normally not co not during covid but i normally race like once a month um just because i like the the competition and it's not always like really long distance. I'll do um, a marathon, a 50 K. I don't really like 20, the like the 25 K half marathon distance. Um, Cause I feel like you have to run faster. <laughs> <laughs> Do that fast stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, and it's like, you're running so fast. Like I, I like to eat snacks and stop at the aid stations and talk to people. And you really can't even do that in a shorter distance race. I mean, I guess you could, but not and be competitive. Have, have you done the B series up in uh, Virginia? Have you done that one? No, I've only done grindstone. Okay. Gotcha. Something that might interest you or no. Maybe, but that's, it's a big commitment. Um, yeah, and plus, is. like, my husband doesn't like driving really far. 
<laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, and we'll talk about Russ in, in just a moment. Um, and for those who don't know, the, the B series is um, 350Ks in the spring. And then uh, in the fall, it goes um, Grindstone 100, uh, Mountain Masochist 50 miler, and then Hellgate 100K, um, which is, it, like you said, it is a huge commitment. That is a, that is tough. Um, so you've, you've got the, you got the 12 hour done. Uh, would you say that's maybe the, uh, the longest kind of back to back, almost back to back effort you've done or have you done? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was. Um, okay. after that, I think like in 2018, I did the Uari 100 and Scott, a summit 50 K three weeks apart, but that, but I had had more ultras under my belt by then. So it wasn't as difficult. Right. Uh, and, and so the progression, it, which makes sense, uh, you said uh, 2014 was 50 K and then 50 mile 2015. Am I uh, right? 2000, I did two in 2016. I did my first okay. 50 miler and okay. then um, 27. What was that? Oh, I said, how did it progress from there? You were going, go ahead. Oh, so the next year, um, I did a 24 hour and I was just, uh, my plan was to do a hundred miles in 2017 at that, uh, that it was one epic run in Spartanburg. Uh -huh. Yeah. And it was so cold. And I'll, I'll say like, I hate the heat, but it seems like cold is my nemesis uh, because like my hands get cold and I'm just done. So I got to, I think 68 miles at about two o'clock in the morning. And I was cruising the first 50 miles, but I got to where I wasn't moving very quickly and I got so cold and I literally, I was like, that's it. I'm done. I went um, and got in Russ's truck and just drove home. <laughs> I didn't even say bye to anybody. I just got my stuff and left because I was just, you know, so done. Um, so I guess that would be my first 100K. And then I registered for Blind Pig 100 that was at the same park in Spartanburg. And um, that was my first 100. Okay. Um, and I wanted, I'm the type of person I want to do, I, I don't want to set myself up for failure. So I picked one that I thought if, you know, as long as I was trained, I could finish unless I was in, unless I got injured or something. Um, and that went really well. The, the blind pig, I ended up winning first female, second overall and finished in like 2107. Excellent. So, um, and from there, I mean, I was like, well, if I finish, I'd run out at Uwari and I said, well, if I finish Blind Pig and I feel good, then I'll go ahead and register for Uwari. Um, Cause I had volunteered in 2017 and you know, you, um, so, and I, that I was really excited about that whole, that race was awesome. I mean, the aid, um, the course isn't my favorite. <laughs> Uwari you're talking about? The Uwari 100, yeah. that was my, yeah. that was my second 100. Gotcha. Um, it's like a 20 mile loop, right? Yes. And it's yeah. all, it's not that, it's not the most elevation of any race, but it's just all technical trail. Um, yeah. Yep. So, I remember I did the 100K and I, I was good after three laps. <laughs> yeah. 
I think you did the hundred K if I'm not mistaken, did you do it in 2018? I think so. Yeah. I think yeah. it was 2018. I think you won, you won, right? Mm -hmm. um, the same, that was the same year I did the hundred. Okay. Um, but you finished your hundred K way before I did. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, that was a, that was a, it was a nice day. At least we had a nice day out there. Um, and like you said, a stations were great. I mean, anybody looking for a good, you know, hundred K or hundred miler, that's, that's really well, you know, set up and put on. Um, I really like that, that event. It, I mean, it's like you said, very undulating, lots of up and down, you know, some, some technical sections. Um, and if you, if you like lap courses, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, not bad for five laps. So, um, but that's awesome. I mean, you know, uh, so you got two, two hundreds down. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm trying to think if, uh, Oh, and I also did the uh, Black Mountain Monster, um, the 24-hour, okay. that same year in June. Um, and I ended up getting 100 miles there. So I guess that kind of counts as 100 miles since I got it. Yeah. Um, and then after that, well, and then I was I was thinking, well, if I do the Uwari 100 and I finish that, um, I had volunteered at Hellbender in, was it 2018? And I said, well, I'll if I finish Uari and I do okay, then I'll go ahead and uh, register for Hellbender. Um, and, uh, and that, I think that went, that, I, in my opinion, that went pretty well. Um, I didn't have any, the only part, I guess, in Hellbender that was hard was there were two parts going up the Buncombe horse trail and um, you know how wet it can get. Yes. Kept yeah, losing my shoes in the mud, and then lead mine at mile oh, sixty-five. Yeah, yeah, I know. Everybody keeps asking us to take that that section out, which um, you know we we've got the new trail that goes right from the camp now, so we will start and finish at the camp. Um, so um, we uh, we potentially with lead mine, it's going to be about a hundred and two miles. I think it was mapped out to be. Um, with lead mine still in there, but, um, it's amazing how many trails they're building in there right now. There's about 20, 20 plus miles of new trails going in, um, in that area. So, uh, yeah, we, we've got potential for, uh, for some new, you know, some new options, which is exciting. Um, and not having to run on the road to start or, you know, and coming back to the same point to finish, which is going to be awesome. <laughs> so I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited for next year. Um, yeah. but yeah, I thought you had a great race at, at Hellbender. Um, you know, yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was gonna say, I lost all concept of time. <laughs> so <laughs> when I got, when I finished and I saw that I was under my time goal, like I, I, I if I'd had tears, I would have been crying because <laughs> I was like, what? I thought I was like 34 hours or something. And then I looked at the clock and Josh, well, I think I told you I had a freak out. Um, at that one trail crossing because there were no markers and I, I wasted some time there and I went the wrong way. And Josh, you know, Folan, he's my pacer. He, he had to run ahead, go find a marker for me and then come back and get me. He's like, like basically he did everything, but grab me by my collar and smack me in the face to tell me uh, just to shut up and come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, uh, yeah. That's great. Um, so that would be 
four four one hundreds. Um, you have more under your belt, or yeah. Um, so I did later in twenty nineteen. I did grindstone, mm-hmm. um, which that that was a struggle just because the night start. I yeah, like my sleep, and um, I got really sleepy. And then um, I did. Oh, this uh, past fall, I did No Business 100. Oh, cool. I hear really good things about that one. What did you think? Oh, I mean, I liked it so much. I'm going back and I'm doing it in the other direction. Right, right. Because they, they alternate each year. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah if you go, if you do it in both directions, you get, you'll basically have three buckles. Um, but I'm excited to, to try in this uh, other direction because all the creek crossings will be closer to the beginning. And then I won't have to run with wet feet for so long. I can change shoes and, yep. you know, um, I, I'm, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I think it might be a little bit faster this year than than last year. Yeah. And, and you've got you've got quite a diversity of, of events between timed events and, um, you know, some um, some flatter and some more mountainous. What, what do you uh, what do you like the best? What, what do you think is your uh, your best suit? Um, I don't know. I, I honestly, I really like all of it. I, <laughs> I like the hard climbing, I, but I also now I don't like stuff that's too flat. I like, you know, and what's, it's funny because like, I, I know a lot of road runners and I'll be like, Oh, that was so hilly. And I'm like, where, where was the hill? <laughs> so I like to have, I mean, I would say uh, I like races that have, at least about a hundred feet of gain per mile um, just to, you know, kind of, cause you get a break when you, when you're able to walk some, I don't do well, like the Yeti 100 um, that race terrifies me because I would probably just blow up my legs, not knowing when to walk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hear you. So, like even black mountain monster, it's fair. It's not super hilly, but you can, you can walk some. Right. And give your legs a break. Yeah. What well, uh, What would you say if you were going to recommend some ultras to uh, to folks? Um, what would be a few that you say, you know, and it doesn't matter what distance you can, you know, recommend a 50K, you can recommend a time event, 100 mile or what, what were some that you think were your all time favorites? Um, let's see, a 50K. I really enjoyed, I did the Fonta Floor 50K. I really enjoyed that, especially if you like the just rolling um, their mountain bike trails. Um, that was enjoyable. I, I really enjoyed the Solly Frosty Foot. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that was one of my favorites. Um, local to me, there's one in um, Kings Mountain State Park, um, but they don't, well, they don't have it anymore. Um, there's a new one coming out, the Mountaineer Rumble. Um, he just had the the first year was this past year. Um, gosh, there's so many races. Like, oh, Iron Mountain is one of my favorite races. I've done the 30, the 50, and the 40 miler. And um, there's not a lot of scenery, but again, the aid is awesome. Um, the Post race, it's like a family cookout. Um, nice. You get baked goods for your awards. It's like if you register early, it's twenty five dollars. Um, so you can't beat that. Yeah, no, not at all. That's for <laughs> sure. Uh, you, and you mentioned um, 
aid being great at, you know, quite a few of these races. Um, in your opinion, what does a good aid station, what do they have? Like, what are, what are the things that you're like, wow, this is great options. Like, uh, you know, and this is for personal benefit. So <laughs> when I you know, get the hellbender, I can say, oh, we should include this. Oh, well, and, no, I'll say too. Oh, hellbender. But I don't want to recommend that to somebody for their first. <laughs> uh, now, by far, that was like one of my favorite races. Um, the AIDS, and I'll say the um, aid stations. So the energy that makes a really good aid station. If you get there and there's good music. I know that sounds stupid, but if you get into an aid station, they're all just standing around and right. like no energy. It. It, I don't know. It's just not as good. But um, so the energy and then food wise, I remember one of my favorite things at Hellbender you guys had at um, Curtis Creek at mile 80. There was somebody had strawberry avocado smoothies. Yes. And I thought that would be nasty, but it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, they, they get and, creative. That's, that's for sure. Yeah, that's good. And then I'm just see um i like ginger ale um you know because i i tend to get kind of nauseous so i do like ginger ale and um uh, and i can't do a lot of bread or anything like that so if an aid station has burgers and i can get a burger with no bun or even um, like at grindstone they just put some egg and bacon in my hand and i ate it like that <laughs> um so i i eat a lot of, of real food Mm -hmm. So, um, oh, and then I, another good thing I've had is like if they, you know, aid stations, if they have the banana and they'll just spread some peanut butter on them for me, yeah. that's good. <laughs> that's a, yep. That's a, that's a good one too. Nice. Cool. And then, you know, oh, and then uh broth. I love hot broth. I can't do the noodles, but I do. Yeah. I'll just be like, just give me a cup. Just give me some broth. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like the uh, um, if they have avocados, um, boiled potatoes, and bacon. Oh like yeah! If, oh, that's that's kind of my favorite. You know, I, I, I don't know if I've ever told the story here. I was doing um, uh, one out in Wyoming, um, Bighorn. <laughs> I was at a Bighorn, and uh, it's an out and back, right? So you pass the A station obviously twice. And first time out, they had bacon, and I mean, oh, it was it was it was great. I was so happy. You know, they had potatoes kind of like home fries. So it was like home fries and, and bacon. And it was, it was glorious. And so now I'm coming back and I've had just a, a time and, you know, just I couldn't wait to hit this aid station. And I was like, Oh, can I have some more bacon? They're like, we're out. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was soul crushing. <laughs> like my, you know, my spirits were already low. And when they said they didn't have any more bacon, it, Oh, I sunk to an all time low. Um, but um, it happens. It happens in races. So, um, yes. How do you run out of bacon? <laughs> I know, right? I was like, ah, but it was a pretty remote station. So, and you know, to their, their, uh, they had, um, a 50 miler come through before us. Like, so the 50 miler started in the morning and, uh, <clears throat> and had gone through. So that they, they probably picked that aid station pretty well before, before, you know, the, the hundred miler started getting back there. So, but, um, but, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's talk about Russ for a second. Um, your husband, Russ, he's also a runner. Uh, and Russ has some great experiences as well. Um, so you guys, uh, you've, <laughs> you both, uh, kind of share in these, uh, um, adventures, uh, helping each other out. Uh, what kind of stuff does Russ do? Um, well, 
His well, first of all, his training plan, and this is out of this is his exact words. He said he wakes up and his training plan is, "Am I running or not?" So, <laughs> <laughs> so I get on to him too because, like, you know, he he did the Solly Frosty Foot, um, the fifty k, and he did he's done Fonta Flora fifty k. Those are t- his two fifty k's he's done, but um, he doesn't like to train. Um, so like right now he's registered for the black mountain monster. He was registered for the six hour, but he said he wanted to do 40 hours. I mean, 40 miles. And I was like, um, if you want to do 40 miles, you, you're not going to do it in the six hour. I'm just telling you. <laughs> so I was like, you might want to email Mike and see if you can do the 12 hour. So that's his goal to do 40 miles. But uh, and he's going to kill me when he hears this, but he just won't train. And I'm like, you got to train. You got to get out and do some longer runs, you know? So, I highly recommend Russ. So when you hear this, we're, we're calling you out, buddy. <laughs> I know. He, well, and he, and he knows it. Like he'll, he'll say, yeah, you're right. I need to get serious. But then, you know, I'll, I'll say like, I've even given him plans. Now when he trained for, uh, I think it was the um, Fonta Flora. He actually did train. He did all the long runs. Um, he was really trained for that. But like I gave, he wanted to do a half marathon. He's doing Myrtle Beach half marathon. I gave him a plan because he wants to run it under two hours. And um, so I gave him a plan and then he didn't even look at it. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, you know what? It's, and it's hard to like help your spouse out because, you know, you know how it is. Like you don't want to listen to your spouse. Um, and we've been married so long that like half the time he just blocks me out anyway. <laughs> uh, that's great. Oh, man. Um, so, um uh, and you, you mentioned Russ in, in your adventures for, um, for Massanutten and, you know, your others, um, you, uh, you had mentioned in your, your blog, um, which, um, it will talk about at the end, you can tell everybody about your blog and, and where they can find this information because you have some really good stuff in there. Um, but, um, you mentioned the brute challenge. Um, do you want to talk about the, the brute challenge and what that is? Yeah. So, I actually didn't hear about it until a few months ago, but the brute challenge basically is five runs. Um, it's, um, the foothills trail, Pitchell, um, scar, Massanutten and the Georgia loop. And they all have to be done within one year of, you know, like from the time that you do the first run, you have to finish them all in a year. Um, so, I didn't hear about it until like I did uh, the Foothills Trail back in May of last year. And um, had I heard about the Brutes Challenge, I probably would have started these other runs sooner. (laughs) (laughs) But but it just sounded really interesting because I had already been I had been invited to do SCAR a couple times. And Pitchell's been on my radar for quite a while. And then um, like the Georgia Loop. I hadn't, I wasn't really familiar with that, but you know, I ran, um, GDR in back in November and I was like, well, I've already done several miles of the Georgia loop. So, you know, I'm familiar with the terrain. So that was, you know, 
I wouldn't say easy because that was actually not easy at all. But and then Massanutten, I, I, I've heard about the hundred, but I didn't know about the loop. Um, and that, too, I didn't realize how technical Massanutten was because like my GPX file. Also, also, I didn't expect that there to be that much gain because the GPX file that is on the FKT site says there's only 10,000 feet of gain. And that is very far off. It was like 15,000. Ooh, that is quite far and, off. Yes. And it was like I had 8,000 at the halfway before the halfway <laughs> point. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, well, there's got to be some downhill here somewhere. <laughs> oh, that's great yeah. well uh, and going back uh you said you did foothills last may um it, uh you know we uh i actually did a um an episode with sam reed he uh just like you did the unsupported record um and uh all of this stuff i'll kind of put in the show notes as well like the brute challenge website um your blog um, and then previous episodes that kind of refer back to some of these things, but you also went for the unsupported record as well, correct? Yes. Cause I'm not, like I said before, I'm not really fast, but I don't mind being out in the woods by myself for a really long time. <laughs> um, so I was and and nobody had, uh, no female had done it unsupported. So I was like, hey, you know, there's no record, so it doesn't matter what, how long it takes me. Um, but I did have a goal in mind. I was hoping to go um, under, I think it was under 21 hours, um, which didn't happen. But, I mean, I'm still happy with my time. Yeah. Did you feel like you left some time out there? Like maybe at some point if you went back, you think you could go back and, and hit either 21 or sub 21? Uh, not sub 21, but I could definitely do it faster. I think I could take off at least an hour or two because when, um, so I was registered for GDR back last March. And when I found out that it wasn't going to happen, I stopped training and I was, and I stopped doing strength training. I wasn't doing as much hill climbing. Um, so I went in the foot. Oh, and then also they closed the parks. So I had planned on doing the foothills trail the same day as GDR, like when it was supposed to happen. And I ended up having to put it off for a whole month. And then I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just, like, I just didn't like do anything difficult in that month because, you know, like it's like I had already tapered for GDR and then it was like, I was still trying to taper, but um, yeah. So and I wasn't used to carrying that much stuff. So like my, my back mm. got really sore. Um, yeah. I had this issue I've never had in my life where my foot was cramping for a really long time. And um, I was really nauseous a good, like pretty much the whole time I was nauseous. And every time I tried to eat something, I would start gagging. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then I remember at one point, like I just laid down on the trail and was like praying, like, you know, just tell me what I need to do. <laughs> like, I can't, I'm like, I can't run for, I think at that point I was at mile 30. I'm like, I can't run for 45 more miles like this, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I could have uh, done that faster. <laughs> well, you still got the unsupported record. Um, cool. That's very cool. Um, can we talk about your, your training for just a moment while we, we kind of touched on it just there, but, um, what does your typical week look like? What, what kind of, uh, do you do time on feet? Do you do miles? Like, you know, what kind of stuff do you do? So 
Yeah, I do miles. Um, okay. it, and the reason I, don't, I like I, I'm not, I don't do well with time because if say I, you know, if I do a four hour run, but it's on a really hard trail, I might not get hardly any miles. So I just stick with miles. I, I, I use a um, if I'm training for a hundred miler, I use a, um, a plan. I use the Hal Kerner plan. Okay. Um, it seems to work fairly well for me as far as like just staying trained. I know I could probably add in some speed work or something and be faster, but I just, and I try to train for the terrain that I'm going to be running. So in, in the surface. So if my race is going to have 200 feet of gain per mile, I try to do runs that are, that are about that. And I, and I do try to go out in Western North and run in Western North Carolina um, as much as I can. Yeah. I was going to ask like, how, how do you do that? Um, you know, being in Gaston County, um, do you, yeah, I, would, I would imagine you'd have to, uh, travel a little bit. I mean, you know, uh, what, what's you are from you? How far are you from you are? Um, well, that's about an hour away, but the gain just isn't that good. Now Crowder's mountain, I can get better gain at, okay. I just get bored there. So I, I do enjoy, like I've been out to Dalton, um, which is in the other direction. Um, I've done Hanging Rock, Pilot Mountain. Um, I really enjoy like for a 15 mile loop, I enjoy the Seven Sisters course out in Montreat. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, anywhere on the Hellbender course is great training. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, and also like, um, cause I knew I was going to be attempting Pitchell. I went out and did like out and backs on the MST out there. Mm -hmm. um, That's great. Yeah. Um, and so you, you don't really, I mean, for your hundred milers, uh, Hal Corners plan, I'm not as familiar with Hal's plan, but it doesn't incorporate as much, um, like workouts, like speed training and such like that. It's more just mileage based. It's mileage. And then like every, like there's a few 15 mile runs that you add tempo in, um, at the beginning, okay. fart licks, hill yeah. repeats. Um, okay. you know, there, there's some workouts, but I've been trying to loosely do like my own strides and stuff like that in my runs. Cause I'm not a coach, <laughs> um, awesome. but I know that I could get a little bit faster. Um, Cause my, that's the, that's the only complaint I have with myself is that I pretty much do all my runs at the same speed, unless if I'm racing. So that's why I like to race. Cause it makes me go faster. Yeah. Okay. Sure. And then you had mentioned um, strength training. What does strength training look like for you? Um, well, for me, it's like, it's mostly body weight. I do um, body weight stuff um, like squats, lunges. Um, I do use a band, um, some stuff. I also do some agility stuff. So I have a little step and um, it looks dumb, but I like, you know, jump up, step down, step over, step back. Like I do a lot of. Um, no, that's agility. great. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and I try to do like 10 minutes of yoga every day. Okay. Um, so Ability. yeah, yeah, because I I didn't realize it until a couple of years ago when I got um like you know how you have the little massage the people massaging you after a race yes and he did something to me he's like oh my gosh your hip is so tight and it, and I was like wow I didn't even realize it was that tight so I've been trying to do stuff to you know just help with my flexibility and I I think that's helped a lot good good 
Right on. Do you, um, you know, in your blog, which we'll kind of talk about like mass and such, but um, it says, you know, you, you're talked about your polls. Do you practice with your polls a lot as well? Um, not, not as much as I should. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting better. Good, good. Yeah. Just curious. All right. Well, um, all right. So you hit foothills in May and then, uh, you said you did GDR in November, but then you went after the Georgia loop. Was it December? Is that right? Yep. It was December. Uh, I think it, oh, it was right after Christmas, like right before New year in between Christmas and new year's. Right on. Uh, and was there a attempt there? <laughs> um, was there an Advocate attempt? attempt? Uh, yeah, for uns the unsupported. Cause again, there was no unsupported record. Um, so I was like, well, you know, however, I mean, I have I always have time goals, but, um, I, I think my time goal there was like 15 hours, but, for some reason, I always get a cold at my birthday. My birthday is on December 18th and um, not trying to get any presents or anything. But um, <laughs> um, I always get a cold and I got a cold um, and I guess I just wasn't recovered. So when I went out there, like I just didn't have the energy. Like I, the, all the climbs were harder than they were in GDR if that makes sense. Like it was the same climbs about the same distance in. And I was just having to stop halfway into the climb and just, you know how you stop and you just like, uh, like I would have to stretch my back and um, yeah. holding on to my poles. And um, so I ended up, that took me like 16, right at 16 hours. Okay. Um, uh, it, Georgia loop is, uh, it's roughly how many miles? I think, the thing said the GPX file says, or the website says 57. Okay. So, um, we'll say give or take. Cause you know, trail miles, it's yeah. GPS watches are never accurate. That's right. Yeah. Well, and I think it's, it's so deceptive. I mean, you know, GDR has obviously kind of shed light on how uh, hard that, you know, that, Northern Georgia mountains are, um, it's like, so that, that Georgia loop is for real. Well, how much, uh, how much gain did you have on that? I think it was like 14,000, 14,000 feet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then, Impressive. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like, um, so you've done GDR, uh, mm -hmm. that Coosa, the, oh, the climbs on Coosa and then, um, the Duncan Ridge trail, those are yes. pretty brutal. And then, um, what is it? The Benton, how do you, Benton Mackay? Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, that, that's pretty brutal. The, I will say it's funny because the Appalachian part was probably the most runnable and the what most well-maintained, like they yeah. did everything but blow the trail off. I mean, it's, <laughs> they, they really maintain that trail. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, it's, well, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, Duncan Ridge and, and Benton, they, they kind of, they don't have the attention, obviously, that the AT does since the AT is so well trafficked. But, um, but yeah, it's, I mean, that's a, a amazing loop, that Georgia loop. Um, it's absolutely brutal up there. But it's, it's funny that you say that, you know, the AT is probably easier than the other sections, because, you know, uh, but, uh, so that's two, we've got two down. And then um, you, uh, you went to attempt Massanutten, um, which, um, you know, like I said, people probably know of the the hundred miler, but 
Um, talk about just Massanutten in general. Let's give a little bit more background on Massanutten. Uh, where is it in Virginia? And you know, talk about like the distance and the gain and all that kind of stuff. Well, the where I started is Fort Valley, Virginia. Um, and what what is that? The George, is it the George Washington National Forest? I should know that, shouldn't I? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I think that's what it's called. Um, okay. But it, it's uh, so it's like in Woodstock, Strasburg, kind of that area. It's in the Shenandoah Valley. Um, and I believe that's the Shenandoah River that kind of runs in the middle or on the on the it runs a, a, like around the ring, the Massanutten Trail um, on either on the outside. Um if that makes sense. So it, like, it's like that ring is within that, the river. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so if you look at the picture, it looks really cool. Like if you look at a, at an aerial view of the ring and you can see the river, it's just kind of snaking along on either, either side of it. I'm on the outside. Um, and then what was the rest of the question? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Uh, how long was the, uh, the Oh, it's 70.4 miles. Okay. 70.4 miles, which, um, it's, it's like right in between, well, right in between the, uh, foothills and Georgia loop for distance, right? Foothills is a little bit longer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So foothills is what? 74 ish. Is that right? It's supposed to be 76, but I don't even remember what my watch said. Um, I know I was surprised when I saw the end. <laughs> I'm thinking I had more miles to go. Gotcha. Um, That's, I mean, yeah. So 76, uh, Georgia loop 57 and then, uh, Massanutten around 70 ish. Um, and how much vertical gain did you end up getting for Massanutten? Um, about 15,000 feet. Another 15,000. Gosh. And how was, uh, you know, you kind of talked about how surprised you were by the, uh, the trail itself. How technical was it? Uh, well, most of it was really technical. I mean, it's just rocks and, um, and it wasn't even, it wasn't even just the rocks, but like, I wish I would have finished the first time I went out there, which I guess we can talk about. Like the trail, um, the weather conditions were great. Um, I was moving really well. I felt really good. Um, I mean, that there had not been a lot of rain. So the trails were really dry. Um, and there was only one section the first time I went out there that was really wet. And it's kind of, it's funny because like the way the trail is, you'll go up on the ridge and then you'll run on the ridge and then you'll kind of go down where there's this one section around 25 miles where um, this is after you pass Kennedy Peak. And that's the only place where I saw anybody on both trips was like right at Kenny V peak. You go up that and then you kind of make a right at around mile 21. And then you, and then you'll, you'll go down some, um, there'll be a, a, like a little switchback section and then it goes a little up, but it's a kind of a wide double track. And that's where I saw people. And then you come out onto this road, this parking area, at like 23 miles. And then, um, from where I parked and then, Anyway, so I said, so then you'll kind of drop back down. Well, I guess since it's a low section and it's right next to a creek, 
that whole section for about five miles was really wet both times. And um, there was still a little bit of residual snow and ice, but it was just really wet. And um, but then after that, like you start climbing again and you're actually you're slowly climbing the whole time. And if you look at the the elevation profile, it looks like a really aggressive climb, but it's not. Um, it's just just steep enough and just wet enough to where I couldn't get enough traction to really run that section. I would kind of run a little bit and then walk and then run. But around mile 32 is um, a horrible climb. It's like 800 feet and a half a mile. Um, <laughs> but I, so I, knew, I knew it was coming the second time. So I just braced myself. But the first time, like that just kicked me in the teeth. <laughs> Did you know that was coming? Yeah, I was like, what in the world is this crap? But then like <laughs> after that, you know, it was kind of you're you're running up on the ridge. And like the first time I went out there because the the trails were really clear, um, it was very runnable. And then um I got to the first time I went out there, I got to mile about thirty-six and a half. And it had already gotten dark on me and um, I had my waist lamp on, but I hate wearing my um, I hate wearing a headlamp. So I was like, oh, I'll just stop at like mile 40 when I stop to get a snack and I'll put my headlamp on. Well, my night vision is terrible. And that was a mistake because I clipped. I got this. I had been power hiking and there was a section where I thought I could run a little bit. I took like two running steps, clipped a rock with my toe and then came down on my knees, hit my head and just, I was, and then I didn't even realize my head was bleeding because my knee hurt so bad. And you know how you're like on the ground, you're like, Oh, like holding your knee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was doing that. And then I, I was like seeing blood dripping. So I was like, where's this blood coming from? So I pulled my phone out and got the camera and I had on my favorite um, Millstone 50 K beanie. And I could see red coming through the white and I'm like, Oh crap. Ugh. So I called my husband cause miraculously I had phone service. I called him and I was like, Hey, I think I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't do well with blood. That's one thing. Um, I don't do well with blood. So I just freak out when I see blood and I called him and then like blood was just gushing everywhere. Like, I still have blood on some stuff that just couldn't wash out. But I was on the phone with him for like 20 minutes and, and I finally got the bleeding. Like I finally got a band aid to actually stay on my head. And he's like, I think you should call nine one one. And I had my garment in reach, but I'll say this. If you have a, G a GPS tracker or a device like that, you should know how to use it because I couldn't figure out how to press the SOS button. Oh. And so um, I didn't realize you have to like to pull this little tab open, pull a little thing open and then press it. But um, so I called 911 and I told her about my tracker. Well, the, the 911 operator, she was like, she didn't know what, I guess she didn't know what I was talking about because she said, Oh, I don't think that'll be helpful. Oh, and the, I, <laughs> I know in the sheriff, he was like, oh, he said, I'm going to have to have a talk with my dispatchers because that would have we would have been able to find you immediately. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so 
but she was like, well, just stay there because, you know, they have ATVs and stuff and they'll come get you. So I was sitting there waiting and waiting. And I had my little Mylar blanket over me because I had on capris and I was starting to get really cold. Um, you know, I had at that point I had put back on my layers that I took off early in the day. And um, oh, and my phone died, too. So like as soon as I got off the phone with 911, my phone died. So. Now I'm, I have a charger, like a really good charger that I can bring. Um, but I sat there for like four and a half hours. Oh my God. And in freezing on this ridge, this exposed ridge with the wind just like whipping on me. And I had to use the bathroom so bad. Finally, I was like, I was kept praying. I'm like, Lord, please just tell me what to do. I don't want to die of hypothermia out here. I don't even know if anybody's coming. So finally, I said, you know, what? I'm just going to get up because I could die just sitting here and I have to pee really bad. And I, I don't feel comfortable pulling down my pants with me being so cold. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I finally started moving again. And um, and by the way, that my, those Mylar blankets are not good. I, I, I since have bought an emergency like a bivy sack. Um, and that was a lot better, or I think that's a lot better, but, um, anyway, so I started moving, I got like a hat, like a mile down the trail and, um, uh, I finally saw the helicopter and I was like, oh my God. So I turned on my, I like used the flashing thing on my waist lamp yeah. and I started like pointing it at the helicopter and, um, then they started doing circles. So I'm like going around in a circle, pointing my, my waist lamp at the helicopter. And then finally they were like, Natalie, is that you? <laughs> anyway, long story short, then, you know, so they, they spotted me, they radioed to their people and they, they're just happened. I was at a trail intersection there and I saw the rescue people coming up the other trail and, and we were able to walk, I was able to walk down, um, and, you know, get to help. Like they, they took me to the, uh, the, um, emergency vehicle and then went to the hospital and everything. So, but it was, it, it was kind of scary for a while there because like I said, I didn't know if they were coming to get me. Um, I, I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. A few things that you, you said there. So, you know, obviously you could have a, a Garmin, in reach, but you have to know how to use it. <laughs> um, thank God you had self-service, but you know, lesson learned, you need a backup battery, you know, just in case. Now, was there anybody like, was Russ on standby on this first attempt or were you? No, I drove and, and that, and he fussed at me really bad after this, but and that's why he went with me the second time. But I drove up there by myself, five hours was out there by myself. And then after I left the hospital, I had to drive back. Um, so, yeah, and that's another thing. Like he said that I need to have somebody on standby if I do these um, attempts from now on, just in case something like this happens. Right. Right. Oh, well, that's a, I mean, it's, it's a hard lesson to learn, but it's, it's a valuable lesson to share with others. Um, man. So, um, so, you know, we, we, we didn't get to finish that. Um, and that was only a few weeks after uh, Georgia Loop, right? Because you did yeah. that in January. Um, but then you decided, 
uh, your your blog says, you know, almost immediately that you were going to go back, right? Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, I said as soon as, well, I was waiting on the weather to be good. And then, of course, my head had to heal because they glued, they glued me in the hospital. And then I don't know what happened, but the glue, it didn't heal. Like um, a couple weeks later, this the scab came off and it was wide open. It so I had to like re-glue it myself. Oh jeez. And then <laughs> so I've re-glued it and put some butter put put a butterfly stitch on and it healed perfectly this well, you know, as perfect as it could heal this yeah. time. Yeah. Um, I can see a little red line, but <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> well that, my friends say I'm like Harry Potter now. So <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway, yeah, I mean I felt, but my legs felt fine because I mean, technically I only got like a little over 50 K in and you know, so yeah. aside from your, your knees were okay. Uh, well, and that was the other thing. My knee was bothering me. Um, and I actually hit it, uh, and hurt it again. <laughs> I, and I wasn't running when I hit it the second time, but it was like my kneecap was bothering me. Um, but like a week or two before it, like it, I could tell it was slowly getting better. And then when I went to do it, it was like um, pretty much a hundred percent better. Right. Um, so you, you had to take off a little time to, you know, for the knee, especially, I mean, I know you had to let the head heal too, but um, you took a little bit of time off just to make sure everything was okay. Yeah. I had to take it a little easy. Um, yeah. I don't take, I, I, if you look at my Strava, I don't take time off. <laughs> but I, do, I do like take it easy and I just try to, um, you know, if my knees bother me, I won't do like aggressive downhills and stuff. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, it, so leading into uh, Massanutten, uh, before the first time, did you have any idea of the trail? Like what kind of recon did you do? Had you run any portion of that or were you just kind of um, doing some online research? I did no recon. The only thing... My friend who's done Massanutten several times, you might know him, Mike Mason. Oh, yeah, sure. He he was like, it is rocky. It is rocky. And I'm like, oh, it can't be that bad. <laughs> I mean, the elevation doesn't look that bad. And then um, Nathan at the Ultra Running Company, he yes. was like, he said, oh, well, it, it it he said, you did the Foothills Trail in 23 hours. You should be able to do Massanutten in 21. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think I could do it in 21 hours, uh, given better circumstances. But it technically it was way harder. I mean, it was just yeah. so rocky. Right. Yeah. I guess foothills would be the uh, the stairs and the bridges would be the the difficult thing, and Massanutten would be the rocks. Um, yeah, they other challenges, but yeah. So I'm sure you had some some choice words for uh, for for Nathan when you uh, you got to that uh, half mile stretch with 800 feet of gain. <laughs> no, no, I I did t- I texted him. I was like, uh, I don't remember what I said. I just told that that 800 feet foot climb and half a mile can kiss my butt. <laughs> <laughs> but so, no, nah, it, it you know. It, the only thing I said, like when I got back and he was like, 
I did the whole 122 hours. <laughs> I was like, man, <laughs> I was like, I'm a snacky. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I was like, well, you're you're faster than me, so you know that's expected. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We uh we had Nathan on with uh, an episode with um, one of the runners that I coached was uh, she did Rim to River the one in West Virginia, hundred miler and, and Nathan was a uh, crew chief there. So um, Nathan had some, some really good, you know, words of wisdom for, for hundred miler. So he's a good resource, especially to, to ask questions of, but yeah, just knowing um, it's Rocky, it probably wasn't the most help for you, but uh, so do you like kind of just um, going into like, you know, kind of um, I, I wouldn't say going in blind, but, you know, just kind of experiencing the trail as it comes um, or do you like to have kind of a little bit more heads up? Cause I know you've got Pitchell on the schedule and, you know, obviously you've seen, you know, parts of Pitchell. So at least you have some idea of that, but. Yeah, I prefer to, I prefer to do some recon. Um, this one was so far away. Um, it just wasn't feasible for me to go out there beforehand. Yeah. Um, all the other ones, like even Georgia loop would have been pretty far um, had I had I not done GDR, I don't know that I would have gone out and done any recon there either. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So, well, Scar is still a good little ways for you too. <laughs> but, and well, and I've got a friend who says he's going to run the second the, or like the last thirty miles with me. Okay. Um, I just told him. I said now because he's only run short distance. I was like, now you're just keep in mind you're not going to have fun run you know natalie with you you're gonna have 40 miles in this is bs natalie (laughs) 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 i've been told i'm pretty easy to pace i mean i i i can i'll run when i can run and then i'll walk when i can't run um i mean even at the end of massanutten i was still running when it was runnable it's just um you know getting back to the, like the mass nothing, like the, there'd been a horrible ice storm the week before, I think. For the second attempt? For the second attempt. And there, the trail is just a disaster. Like there were trees and limbs and debris, you know, like all those sticks that, that you catch on your shoes and you drag them. Yeah. Um, like briars. And my legs look horrible. You've got a picture of that on your on your uh, blog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like then, you uh, <laughs> yeah, and it just made it hard to run. And, and then all the water, like there was, I swear, half that trail. Well, I take that back. The first twenty miles, I don't think I don't remember running through any water. There was some snow and ice that I had to maneuver around and through. But um, but after that, there was a lot of water. And like I remember a couple sections where I couldn't even tell where to, like this one time I thought it was a creek crossing, but that was the trail. I'm like, where am I supposed to crawl? Where's the trail across the creek? And then I look at pull up my phone app and that was the trail. <laughs> so I'm like running down a creek, but I don't know if it's supposed to be a creek or if it's just water runoff or what. But. Like I get to a gravel road and um, think, you know, oh, yay, I can make up time here. But it was just completely flooded. And I have a hard time running through water when it's rocky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anybody does. 
for sure. So that, that, um, cause like the first half, I mean, I was cruising, I was uh, ahead of my time goal and, um, and I knew that the second half was not going to be as hilly as the first half. Um, but I lost a lot of time just with the trail conditions in that gotcha. second half. Um, something you had um, mentioned earlier is that, you know, you feel comfortable being, you know, out on the trail. Um, but, you know, in your blog, you had talked about how you got to one of those crossings and there was a, you know, a truck or something with it, its, its headlights on. Do you remember that? Yes. So I, I, so I, I come up, I come off the trail and you have to make a right and run down this gravel road and around the curve, I could see a truck up ahead on the road um, or a vehicle. I don't know what kind of vehicle it was, but um, I saw it. And then, then you have to make a right. Well, I thought it was on this gravel road, but the trail was actually right next to the gravel road. So I go up the gravel road um, and then I turn around cause I had to, I knew I was going the wrong way. And all of a sudden that vehicle was at the bottom of the gravel road. And I'm like, I was freaking out because they're just sitting there with their headlights on. And I knew they had to have seen me with my, with my, I have two lights. Right. I have a waistline yeah. and a headlight. Right. So I didn't know what to do. And like, I just, hurried up, got on the trail, you know, went the right way, started a power hiking up and prayed that, you know, they couldn't hike as fast as me if they were right. or right. something. Yeah. I mean, I even you, contemplated just like turning my lights off and hiding for a minute, but then I was like, they were still sitting there with their car lights on. So that was kind of scary a little yeah. bit if a situation arises like that in the future, do you think you have uh, a better plan? Um, because, I mean, it's, you know, that's a reality that, you know, is a concern for, for all of us, you know, like, I mean, I, I know when I'm out at night and all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I may be running in, and it's 3am and all of a sudden there's like, you know, a truck that's coming up and, you know, it freaks you out. It's, you know, it's nighttime, you know, it, I, they, they're probably thinking, why on earth is this person out here? And you're thinking the same, you know, we probably could equally be scared of each other. Like why on earth are these people out here? But, you know, the reality is you, you have to be safe in some kind of regard. Um, do you think, did you think upon that or did you reflect and say, if that were to happen in the future, I should probably do this? I don't, honestly, I, I don't know what else. I, I don't know what I would have done. I guess, I mean, I do have this little stun gun that I never carry. I guess I could have that. But I mean, you have to be so close to somebody to use that. Um, I mean, I had my poles. The only thing I could, the only thing I could have thought to do would be to turn my lights off. Lights off. Yeah. Just wait. That's, I mean, yeah. That's a, that's a good start. I mean, if, you know, if somebody, you know, pursued you, um, I mean, we've been harassed in the middle of the night by people on, on, on multiple occasions, but thankfully nothing ever transpired you know usually if you just let them holler at you and, and say whatever they're going to say it, it just you know it ends at that um yeah. but i mean you know like uh, you know thankfully we've never i've never had anybody like chase after me or you know do anything to that regard but it's always in your mind you know just like you were saying you know it, you become aware of it and because it's dark and you're in this situation and alone i mean it's you know something to think about for people to you know for their own safety. I mean, things can happen, but hopefully they don't, but it's, it's a good contingency plan to have. Um, 
but um you know i'm and i'm certainly glad nothing ever you know came to be from <laughs> from that experience but um so your your second ones you know you're you're moving through this really well um what kind of stuff you said you like to eat real food and you know um when you're out there on these self-supported adventures what kind of stuff do you do for for fueling um so i well I recently started using the uh, spring energy that's yeah, sure. the only gel and there's only one that i've actually tried and that's well i've tried two but there's only one that i like <laughs> which um, one's that the speed nut with hemp oil okay like um, slow burn one okay yeah it's really high in calories um yes. and fat which i do a lot of fat or good fats um yeah. what was the other one that you tried uh God, what's it called it's the one with the oatmeal it's an it's like a bigger oh the wolf pack yes um yeah and that's that's kind of more of a, a a meal replacement one which i mean is great for your situations um yeah. that's like 350 calories i think um yeah. the um the other two that i might suggest um one is canterbury that's that's one of my favorites it's like a 100 calorie one but it's it's kind of like a strawberry based or berry based one yeah. and then their new one called awesome sauce which is applesauce yes um, 180 calories i believe so i mean you know it's it's a for you know for basically a uh you know a gel that's that's pretty good for for calories 180 calories especially you know when you're needing those calories but um so spring energy and then what else were you doing um i make my own like mixture with sweet potatoes um it's like it's sweet potatoes, chia seeds, Himalayan salt, um, coconut, um, just a lot of good fats and, and carbs. Um, How do you store that? I put it in like little baby food pouches. Oh, the reusable pouches? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I carry that and um, I also carry, I like the peach fruit cups. <laughs> <laughs> um I found that I like the uh, little mini Slim Jims. Uh, and then um, also I have carried like the, the granola bars, like the little crunchy granola bars and um, the peanut butter crackers. Um, and I also carry Yon Bonds, but those are like a last resort. <laughs> I'm not familiar with Yon Bonds. What are Yon Bonds? Um, they're the, like these little Chia balls. Okay. I think they're sold more locally. Okay. But, gotcha. um, and those are all right, but they're kind of hard to chew. They get hard and they're hard to chew. Gotcha. So, um, and then I also use tailwind, but I don't drink enough to, for the tailwind to like give me all my calories. calories. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Very cool. Right on. Um, and then you had, you'd also, I, I kind of like to hear about people's gear. You had mentioned that, you know, you'd, you'd wear your belt as like your main light source. What, what belt are you using? Um, the ultra spire 600 lumen waist light. Yep. Yep. It's definitely easy to, to use and, uh, replace the batteries. Um, <laughs> sorry. That's okay. I, I understand. <laughs> um, the uh so uh, ultra spire the the waist lamp and then i use a black diamond storm uh i think it's 350 lumen headlamp nice cool um, right um 
any other stuff that um, you you like going with? Do you have a, a water filter or anything? I so I have to. Um, if I'm just doing plain water, then I like the little Solomon cap. Yeah. And basically, you just replace the cap. You just filter the water in your bottle and replace the cap. Yeah. Um, but my favorite is the Sawyer. Um, the Sawyer filter, because, you know, I have a big 32 ounce pouch and you can filter a lot of water at one time with that. Nice. Um, and then so I only had to filter once um, on the Massanutten Trail because um, I also carry a lot of water. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't Wait. drink a lot. I've been fussed at for not drinking enough. Do you carry a bladder? Uh, yeah, I had a bladder and two flasks. So my bladder has just plain water and then my soft flasks have um, tailwind. How big was the bladder? Um, 1.5 liters. Okay. Right on. Yeah. Um, well, I imagine as the, the weather turns, it gets a little bit warmer. You'll be drinking a little bit more. It's, it's tough when it's, uh, when it's cooler temps. Um, yeah. So um, you, you, you've made it past the point last time where you fell, right? Um, did, you, uh, did you wave? <laughs> Say no. hi to the... <laughs> I did. You know, it's funny. Like I recognized um, the area. I don't know how, cause it was dark when I fell, but it was still light whenever I passed it this time. And I actually saw like a little four pack of mini um, band-aids that I had oh, dropped yeah. and there was a piece of my Mylar blanket and there was a, a little piece of plastic. So I picked all that up and then I said a little prayer of gratitude, just, you know, Thank you for, you know, that I was just thankful that I made it that far and I still felt good and I didn't fall and it was, you know, blah, blah, blah. So then, um, um, and then I, yeah, I mean, I, I was just really thankful, but then I think it's called like jawbone or something that, that section. Okay. And man, it was, that was rocky. Now the, where I fell wasn't that bad, but like right after was super rocky. Um, and, uh, but I mean, that was manageable, but I, I didn't start really having any trouble until it started getting dark. And then once it got dark, it started getting cold. And then so every time I'd be on the side of the ridge where the river was, I guess the the cold from the water was. I don't know. Maybe it was creating some kind of wind. And I mean, the wind was just whipping. And um I had two pairs of gloves, but my hands started getting really cold. My thumb, the tips of my thumbs are still a little numb from then. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I just remember like I had on my, um, I had on the, the my Johnji that I got at, um, at Solly. Yeah. I had that on. Um, cause that's my favorite second layer when it's colder. And I had on, um, a pair of light gloves and a pair of gloves with mittens and some capris and like i just remember the the bottoms of my legs that were exposed were freezing and my hands were freezing and then even my 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 face was getting cold so i pulled my hood up over my my head and that helped but it was between all the debris and um the cold I remember every time I would get on that one side of the ridge, I'd be like, Oh Lord, can we please just get on the other side? Cause there was no wind on the other side and it would be warmer. Yeah. Um, but that wind just, I swear it was, it got down to like 25, but I swear it was colder than that up on that ridge. Yeah. With that wind. Yeah. I hear you. God. Uh, um, 
So, and you had mentioned that you did have band-aids with you the first time. Did you add anything more into your, your first aid kit the second go around? I did. I added um, a couple of larger bandages and then um, I had I'm trying to think. I added some quick clot just in case if I do cut myself again, then yeah. uh, I won't be bleeding everywhere. And then I added some super glue. <laughs> 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 my, my friends joke. They're like, so you mean to tell me if you would had quick clot and super glue, you would have kept going the first time. And I'm like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I know it sounds stupid, but I mean, because my legs felt fine the first time I felt like everything else was fine. I was just bleeding everywhere. And then, I mean, honestly, like I could have had a concussion and passed out. So it's probably better that I didn't keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, guys, I mean, you wait four and a half hours and I mean, but yes, you did the right thing by, by staying still and kind of waiting for them. Um, yeah, yeah, no, listen, learned and it's good. You know, do you carry, um, uh, like anything like matches or anything just in case you have to make a fire? Um, I know you said you, you upgraded to a bivy, um, but. Yeah. And, um, that's actually a good idea. Well, either, even either that or a lighter, I guess matches would be better unless it gets wet. Well, I mean, yeah, something like a fire starter, you know, something that you could, you know, just make a little fire and, and potentially keep you warmer. I mean, like say upgrading to the bivy is a, that's a great upgrade. You know, it, it's a little bit more weight, but at the same time, you know, if you're stuck out there, like you were, you know, that's, you know, it could be the difference between life and death. So, um, yeah. but okay. Um, so, uh, go, uh, so you've, you've kind of been bouncing back and forth on this, this Ridge where one side's kind of hell and the other side's <laughs> a little bit better. <laughs> um, and then you, uh, how far are you now from, from the finish? So that, so where the car was, that was my 47. So I guess after that, you know, I'm just kind of going up, like you said, bouncing on the ridge. And then finally I come down to the gravel road. And I think that was around mile 60, 60, 60, um, about 10 miles to go. Yeah. So I'm running on this, this gravel road and, um, and it's slowly climbing back up, um, going up to, um, signal knob. Um, and then, well, can, can I backtrack one second when, when I was running on the ridge and mentioned about the skunk? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, of course. Because <laughs> I, I tell you now, I will say like coming in contact with a skunk has been one of my worst nightmares because like I just do not want to get sprayed. But this cute little skunk just comes waddling up the trail and I, but I freaked out. I was like, oh, my God, what do I do? So I just like jumped off the trail and hoped that it would either just keep on going by or something. And then I waited a second and um, kind of peeked around a tree and I didn't see it anymore. It, it, he must have probably scurried off into the woods or something. But it was so I know that people probably don't think skunks are cute, but it was really cute. Um, <laughs> But going back to Russ, he was like, I would have tried to use a stick to kind of shoo it away. And I'm like, yeah, you would have got sprayed. <laughs> <laughs> what's, that, think, what's your favorite wildlife encounter? Um, Let's see. Uh, probably the rattlesnakes, even though, like, obviously you don't really interact with them, but it's really cool to see a rattlesnake on the trail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I always love seeing deer. Like I get made fun of cause I always take videos and pictures. You know, they're like, if you saw one deer, you've seen them all, but I mean, they're just so pretty. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess if, 
I just haven't seen anything besides deer and snakes. And then now I've seen a skunk. So <laughs> now I just need to see a bear. Um, oh, yeah, seen a bear? No, I've not seen not on not while I was running ever. Ah, that's interesting. Got so, it. Um, but anyway, so yeah, like um, around mile sixty, I'm I'm going up to Signal Knob, and then I think um, so that's for a few miles because the top of Signal Knob you have about five miles left, and um, that's so after you you pass the tower um, at the top you get back on to the trail and that's when it got like really rocky. And I was like, what in the world? Like, why is it so rocky? Like, I mean, and I was trying to move so fast. Cause like, I didn't, I wanted to finish under 23 hours. Okay. Um, like if it, when I knew I wasn't going to finish in 21, I'm like, well, hopefully I can finish in 23. And, but it was just so hard to run because it was so rocky. Yeah. Um, and then, so I'm I'm running and my GPX file, because I have it downloaded into my watch and it was telling me how many miles I had left. So I get to like where I had two miles left. And, um, oh, and mind you also, because it's so rocky, like I, like this one section, there was a hard V and I couldn't, there was no trail markers. The trail markers that were on the trail were like brown. So they blend in with the tree. Oh, and I get this one part and I'm like, where in the world is the trail? I had to pull up my phone. I finally figured it out, but I would have never found it if I didn't have my phone or some kind of app or something. And so anyway, I texted my husband. I'm like, I have two, I have, uh, I'm almost done. Well, and I could see his headlights down below, you know, in the parking area. He had turned them on cause he could see my, my, my lights up above. So I'm running. I'm like, man, this is taking forever. And then I get a half where it says I'm a half a mile from the parking. And I'm like, there's no way I, I like I know that I'm not a half a mile. Well, the GPX file I had ended, it started and ended a mile for like um, further back from where I actually parked. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, and then that, that's where that creek, well, I thought it was a creek crossing and I had to run down this creek bed. And I, so I get to the trailhead and I'm, if I had just run down the road, like I'm maybe a quarter to a half a mile from my car. But of course, you know, you can't do that. So I have to w go back into the woods and go on all these switchbacks and go another mile. And I'm like freaking out thinking, oh gosh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get the FKT. I'm going to, you know. I mean, I still would have gotten the run in. So, I mean, I would have had that, but I, I really wanted to get in under that 23 and a half hours. Um, so anyway, I, yeah, and that was fairly runnable, you know, so it wasn't bad because it's all you're down off the ridge and everything. Um, but I get to the end and for some reason I couldn't turn my watch off. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> stop my watch. Um, I don't know if it was the screen it was on or what, but I'm like standing there trying to stop my watch. And that's the picture that Russ took of me instead of like waiting and taking a picture where I was actually, you know, stopped and alert. Yeah. Cause I'm just standing there fiddling with my watch and he takes this. I didn't even know he took a picture. And then I, and then, yeah. 
And then I'm like about to holler at him. Like, I can't stop my watch. And he's standing right next to me. I didn't even know he had walked up to me. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, do you need anything? I'm like, no. And then we get in the car and he said, do you, uh, do you want to wait for a minute? I'm like, no, just go. I'm freezing. Just turn the heat on. (laughs) And he said, well, I got your, he said, I got your reasons that I got your, um, RC Cola. And I was like, Oh, thank you. (laughs) So hungry. (laughs) No, 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 that was, um, what was that Monday? So that was Friday. I got DQ on Friday. Um, But no, no. In fact, like, um, I had, I went back to the hotel and he had him and my, so he brought my daughter cause she, since she's virtual, she was able to do her school you know, in the hotel room. Yeah. Um, so they had gotten pizza the day before. And I was like, I said, you know, I need to, cause I had to be at work too at noon and I was running late now because it took me so long. And I was like, well, let me at least take a shower. And he's like, well, we got this pizza. So I grabbed a piece of pizza, took it in the bathroom with me and just was eating it while the water was heating up. <laughs> <laughs> You know, because um, I have been known to eat in the bathtub too. <laughs> but um, so yeah, and then we, and then like we in, did end up stopping and getting something to eat on the way home. Um, we stopped at uh, Bojangles, and I got um, probably the worst thing I could possibly get since I'm not supposed to have gluten. But I had um, the sausage gravy biscuits, sausage and egg, and grits. <laughs> I ate grits too, and a cup of coffee. Cause, oh boy. Yeah. but, um, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not known for taking enough time off either. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got, you got the, uh, unsupported FKT there as well, correct? Yes. I got, yes. I finished in 23, uh, 23, And I think the previous one was like, um, uh, 23 and a half, and I felt pretty good about it because after I found out that the girl who got the previous record, she actually had done a lot of recon and she was really familiar with the trail. Um, she's from up there. Yeah. And um, so I was like, well, I guess I don't feel so bad because I went in a little blind and, you know, I still got it. And the trail conditions were just hard, not yep. ideal. Uh, well, <laughs> so you got the uh, the unsupported for Foothills, the Georgia Loop, and Massanutten. Um, that's that's fantastic. Congratulations! And um, yeah, we were talking prior to the show. You were thinking up next might be Pitchell, right? That's the next one on the list that you want to hit. Yes, because um, I'm just afraid that um, Scar the trail. I don't know. I mean, I. Like, I'm sure it's going to be colder up there and the trail conditions can be a little rougher. But right now, like this week, I know it sounds crazy, but this week, the weather is just going to be perfect at the end of the week. Yeah. Um, and the parkways actually open, which that's been an issue. Yep. Um, well, you yep. know, you live up there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, it, it, Kyle uh, Curtin, who just did the uh, supported FKT for the men. Um, I don't know if you heard that story about what happened to him. Yeah. So, um, Kyle talks about that. We, we had a, a podcast together, um, episode 46, where he was talking about all of the, the challenges of it, but, um, you're potentially thinking of, of doing it, uh, Thursday evening, right? Starting Thursday evening. Well, yeah, at midnight. Cause 
Yeah. I guess traditionally you're supposed to start at midnight and you're supposed to take a shot of whiskey, but I'm not doing that. Unless it was fireball, <laughs> maybe. Watered down whiskey. Well, I mean, the, 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 Pitchell run, the the historical Pitchell run that, that happens in October, that one is a, a midnight start. That's that tradition. Um, Kyle, um, he did not start at, at midnight. Um, Tori did. Um, and I mean, a lot of people like to, to keep that tradition, but I always tell folks, you know, make sure it makes sense for you, you know, like in, in your schedule, uh, you know, it's that, that first section of Pisgah is, is dangerous enough. So if, if starting in the daylight's safer for you, you know, and then you can make it out the back end and get out of Mitchell um, <laughs> without getting locked in, um, you know, do what you got to do. Cause it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, I'd rather people take, you know, precautions to be safe rather than worry about the midnight start. Um, because I mean, Pisgah, you know, Pitchell's Pitchell. <laughs> if you're starting at the top of Pisgah and you're running to Mitchell, that's Pitchell, you know, whether it's a midnight start or not, you know, it's, it's, it's really just the route. I think uh, Sean Pope, who had the, the previous men's record, I don't think he started at midnight either, but um, so do what's best for you. Um, it's a, it's a great experience. I know you've done, you know, portions of that trail. So um, I'm sure we'll have some really pretty pictures on your blog because <laughs> there's plenty of opportunities out there. It's, it's gorgeous. So I wish you the, the best of luck with that. Um, and then, uh, you know, if, if it happens this week and, and obviously no pressure, maybe you, you could come back on and we can finish this episode with how that went. If you're good with it. Yeah. I mean, um, we'll see. I just, I really, I need to make sure that I have like somebody on standby local. Yeah. Cause my husband has to work. Russ has to work. Okay. So, um, so I definitely need a ride back to Pisgah. I was going to put out, um, and I'll like, call. <laughs> I'll go uh, put a out and maybe reach out to a couple of people that said that they would that they would help. But I know that like I I don't have weekends off, so um, and most most normal people work during the week and they have the weekends off. So that's um, I just want to make sure that I have um, somebody that could come help if I needed it, um, and then definitely a ride from Mitchell to Mount Pisgah. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So well, th- I can put this out on, on Thursday and if anybody hears and you know, you're welcome to, to post on the, the local Facebook pages, of course. And if I can put anything out for you, let me know. Um, and if there's anything on Friday, um, I just have one commitment in the afternoon, but if you need to ride back, you can just let me know. So, okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, Natalie's great story. Um, really thank you for sharing all of that. And, you know, I, I, I think there's a lot of takeaways that, you know, we've went through here. So that was fantastic. Um, and I certainly, of course, you know, again, wish you great luck on Pitchell and of course, in, in Scar and finishing this Brute Challenge. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. I'm really stoked for you. You're doing great. So um, thank you again. Well, thank you. <laughs>